0: Thank you. Hello, welcome to a special podcast recorded at the Bristol Slapstick Festival. It's not quite the Rahalastaba Rahalastapa format. It's um, me chatting to the brilliant Tim Vine about his comedy influences and his favourite comedy clips. The clips have been edited out of this audio version, as most of them won't make any sense. But if you want to see them, head to my YouTube channel, Herring1967, and you can view them all there, because this was filmed as well. Uh, If you like this podcast, please do support us. We've got a new website, Rahalastapa. Rahalastapa no, just once, Um It's under construction at the moment, but that will be the portal to all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, and also, if you become a monthly badger, you will get access there to all sorts of wonders, including those backstage interviews, monthly draws, special emails letting you know who the exciting guests are going to be. We've got a really good one for March the 18th, but I'm not telling you who it is yet. Um, do look at my Twitter feed I think that one will sell out before next week come and see these podcasts live go to richherring.com slash gigs you can see the ones we've gotten already there's loads more about to be announced uh, but Warwick Arts Centre another one in Brighton on the same night we've due to popular demand the second one being sold out um, I think there's one in Wakefield that's up there as part of a festival but there's loads more believe me about to get announced all around the country mainly in the autumn but some before the summer so richherring.com slash gigs Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this very funny podcast with Timothy Vine.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host this afternoon, Richard Herring.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, Bristol. Love to be back again. I mean, I was just here this afternoon, so it's not been that long. Uh, I had a lovely, lovely time chatting to the goodies. I hope uh, if you were there you enjoyed that. It was good, wasn't it? This is going to be great too. Um, I would just like to apologise to anyone who came to, to see this show because of the cover of Bristol Life. Um, this, this guy is not turning up. Very handsome, isn't he? Look at that. I'm thinking of just wearing this around my face. For <laughs> At one point I must have looked something like that. Imagine that. Do you fancy me now, girls? All right, I'm 50, I'm 52 this year, it's all over. As is our guest, in fact, uh, for tonight. Uh, So um, we'll crack straight on because uh, we're going to hear about his comedy choices, uh, his favourite clips. Uh, He's the king of the one-liners. He's probably best known for being Eric in Jetpack Willie. That's that's why we're all here today. (laughs) But will you please welcome the incredible Tim Vine, ladies and gentlemen. Come on in. Come on in. Sit down. Hello. Oh. Oh. I thought I'd do something visual at the top there. Oh, this so, is nice, isn't it? It's lovely. Yes. It's lovely. You haven't played the Bristol Old vi- Oh, you've, you've done... No, I haven't. No, I've not
2: played here, no. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's a I mean, it's, uh, It must.
2: looks nice. It looks like a... Uh, you've got a friendly face, sir. <laughs> no, the guy on next to you. Yeah. LAUGHTER
0: <laughs> so, well, look, we're going to yes. talk to you about your favourite comedy, but we'll talk a little bit about you first, before yes, we crack into that. Um, and then you. Will we talk about you at all? We can talk about me if you like. It's, not so, it's not so interesting for today. Well, um, I, uh, I mean, you, you until recently held the Guinness World Record for most jokes told in an hour?
2: Yeah, certainly. Uh, by recently, if you mean uh, about 2012. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you? Um, well, I don't know what, how long I held that for because I held it for a bit, yeah. and then um, and then it, I, someone else got it. I it was I did four hundred and ninety nine jokes in an hour, and then someone else was it or was it three hundred? No, no, It's four ninety nine. Right? 499. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> someone else got it in uh, I think in Australia, and then someone went on a sort of campaign. Yeah proving that this guy had, in fact, read it all or something. Okay. And he was stripped of the title, and so it briefly came back to me again. Yeah. And then it went to someone in India who told about 600 jokes. Wow. In, uh, I know, yeah. And, I, and I'm convinced that they didn't watch the... Because what you do is, there wasn't... No one from the Guinness Book of Records was actually at the event. I mean, they're not stupid. Um, but I did... <laughs> um, so I did, the, did all the jokes, and you're supposed to film it and then send them the tape. And um, we had several different people counting. And every single we had about 10 people counting they all came up with different numbers of what the jokes were okay because if you because it's hard to know sometimes yeah. what, what, where is the joke <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> for example if yeah. I say um, if I say so I ate this chess set um, it was horrible I took it back to the shop I said that's stale mate <laughs> he said are you sure I said check mate so, now that, from your response is one and a half jokes, but uh, <laughs> um, but that could be seen as two jokes. Yeah. I always thought that was one joke, but actually it could be. So that, those sorts of those sorts of grey areas. So so as a result, ten different numbers. So we went for one particular number. We said the lowest number that they had, which was, was okay, four nine nine, and we gave us the Guinness Book of Records. And very quickly they came back and said, yeah, yeah, four nine nine. And I thought they've not watched all of that. <laughs> they watched about twelve minutes of that. I thought, yeah, let's just turn the word for it. <laughs> Was it gutting
0: not to get 500, just that
2: 499? Um, well, it wasn't, because the previous, um, the previous record was 362.
0: Okay, that's pretty good.
2: So I, by someone whose name I've always remembered from um, Estonia called Erki Kolu... <laughs> and there's the name of a stand-up comedian if ever i heard
0: of one yeah. well he gets, he gets one straight away we're just, just exactly. yeah, saying yeah. his name yeah.
3: yeah, that's
0: not fair uh, and uh, I mean you, I'm very impressed with uh, anyone who can write one-liners I, I managed to but write you about, write one-liners I do I write about one a year and then I'm, I feel quite happy as you'll know if you've seen my ten minute set <laughs> because they come up like, in fact I, I'll talk about it. I gave you a joke once you gave me a joke once which I use and I think Did, about you every time I go in does it do work still? yes it, it does work whereas mine Remind didn't me, work don't. for you because it was it was a joke I'd done for ages anyway I think it was an old Lee and Herring joke and I'll just do the i do the bit and it was just the setup, and you, t- you came and suggested the joke which was uh, Jerry, Hall had, Jerry Hall had some advice skills on how to keep your man so that's going to be worth listening to prick up your ears prick up your ears and then you said, said that's not the advice um <laughs> When I when I which, write shit uh, stuff, I give it to someone else. Which, uh, <laughs> which is was, that right? Did it works. Know? It really works. Whereas my joke, like this, I've got this I wrote, joke. A, go I wrote a joke, yes, and I couldn't. It's not really my kind of thing. So I sent it to Tim, and this is this is as best I can remember it. Right, my uh, my great grandfather was a fishmonger. My grandfather was a fishmonger. My father was a fishmonger, and now I am a fishmonger. I guess I've inherited the selfish gene. Oh, very good very good, and did I tell you that that was not, it didn 't work he <laughs> did you said, you said you said you tried it and it didn 't work, and that 's the first time i 've tried it in front of an audience well <laughs> i
2: 'll be honest, I sold it to Erky Coley.
0: <laughs> um, it's but, very uh, yes. hard it 's very hard to to get the the really good one, a because everyone's trying to come up with one-liners as a comedian. So a yes. lot of them are either derivative of something else, or but you de- shouldn't get hung up trying to write a good one. Okay. <laughs> that's fatal. Okay.
2: If you, I mean, that's a very depressing place to be. If you're yeah. with a pad of paper, thinking I'm not, I've got to write a good one-liner. You yeah. can't do that. That's, that's no way to live at all. No. <laughs> you've got to say to yourself, I'm going to write uh, uh, ten jokes. Yeah. And then, um, and then I'm going to uh, play darts for the other nine hours of the day. <laughs> But I mean, the, the thing about it is, is that if you write a joke and uh, if you write 10 jokes and, th- and then you just try them all out, then, you know, maybe some of them might work and maybe yeah. some of them might not. I, I was talking to Milton Jones, as I'm sure you know, Milton Jones is a very good, uh, excellent comedian and... Uh, uh, does one line, is not entirely unlike myself and, uh, and I was saying to him that actually in a way the truth is I don't know how to write a funny joke and we're all like this comics we don't know how to write a funny joke because yeah. if we did we would do that every single time Yes. <laughs> what we do now to do is write a joke a, a structure of a joke and then the rest is kind of just you know it's, it's up for grabs and you get surprised that's one of the lovely things about writing new shows and stuff is that you try things out and something will totally surprise you yeah both ways actually, you think, oh, I can't wait for this, and you tell it, and the audience go. Nothing at all there. It's right. don't even realise where we're supposed to laugh at that. And then other ones, will they'll, you'll get a really big laugh and you think, ah, oh, great. That and one do you
0: I'll find work. that comics help each other? As, as you helped me and I failed to help you. Did you, do you find <laughs> <laughs> deliberately almost try to sabotage your career with my joke? Um, <laughs> do you find... Because often it can just be the matter of a word, can't it? I've, I've often got a joke in my set and I'll do... You know, I was do, doing a show for a couple of years and then I suddenly just changed one word in the joke and suddenly a joke I always thought was quite good Got the response. I thought, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a not a significant word, really, but suddenly the joke worked. Yeah, do you find like, that tinkering uh, helps, or do
2: you? Yes, do and talk- sometimes I've told jokes literally the wrong way around so i've uh, i've tried to been doing a joke where i thought i've been doing the setup then the punchline and it's not been getting much and then i've literally just told the whole thing the other way around and yeah. then it's worked yes okay <laughs> and or, and also in situations where it also hasn't worked yes. so so it, all different combinations you know yeah,
0: yeah. and uh you've won the uh, edinburgh best joke award Twice and come second twice, is that right? And they are—they are they're good jokes though. Do you remember which jokes won and which one jokes didn't win?
2: Well, I don't remember the the second ones because I'm not sure did I, whether I, I i don't know whether they have second place today. Is that? A, they, do
0: have, they do have. Well, uh, yeah. I all think right. They. I, they're but good. The, the second place ones.
2: Oh well, there's some, there's some very good jokes uh, <laughs> every year as I read them. But um, um, <clears throat> yeah, so the first one was. Um, I've just been on a once in a lifetime no no I, I, sorry I haven't uh, I haven't i <laughs> not that. very
0: good at telling jokes I Hold can't on. tell <laughs> jokes um,
2: Just been never on a remember. once in a lifetime holiday I will tell you what never again <laughs> <laughs> Someone decided that was the best joke <laughs> it's of the Edinburgh a good fridge joke. In 2010 a and, joke. <laughs> and in 2014 I've decided to sell my Hoover well it was just collecting dust
0: And the second place one I liked was the one about watching DVDs with... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you see, interestingly,
2: <coughs> it's funny you should say about that one, that one, and um, I had another one that was a second-place one, which was multi-storey car parks. Sorry, crime in multi-storey car parks. That's wrong on so many different levels. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> But I then discovered, as we do in wordplay, this myself, Milton Jones, Stuart Francis, and some of us, there, we, you, you have to keep an eye that, on, on each other's stuff a bit. Yeah. Or at least sometimes you, you, maybe you don't even want to keep an eye on each other's stuff because yeah. it's too uncomfortable to watch them so in case you go, oh, I've done that as well and we have to have a conversation and I normally have to drop it or whatever. But that one, a multi-story carpet one, Stuart Francis was doing a different one that led to that, okay, yeah. that punchline, so I stopped doing that. Okay. And the same with the back-to-back... Yeah. DVDs. Milton was doing something okay. similar, so I stopped doing it as well. But, I, but um, remind me because I because I stopped so doing me it. Me and my I've
0: girlfriend watched four DVDs back to back. Luckily, I was the one facing the television. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's good. It's good. It, they're, they're, I mean, they're classy, you know, and I because like pun. A lot of puns are often not very good and not very cl- When when in real life, you know, I mean, people are well, it's often a bit, when they're a bit they too out obvious. Of yeah, yeah. Yes, and often it's people
2: tend to. I think there's sometimes people groan at, uh, at, at puns partly because they feel they've heard it before. Yeah, it's partly that because I mean, joke, jokes mainly are about surprise. So yeah. um, you know, so it's, there's nothing wrong with puns per se. No. Um, well, is that I uh, think
0: when you can trick a comedian well, with a misdirection. It's, I mean, the magician thing really with comedy, isn't it? You're mm. misdirecting. Yeah. I think when you can trick a comedian, which the guys you've mentioned, Booby Graffa I think is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, Misdirecting and even absolutely. Comedians. And it's and that's one of my it. early mentors. Boobie really, Boobie Graffa. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, the comedian. first
2: when I was working in an office in Croydon, doing um, the last time I had a normal job, well, a job actually. <laughs> um, and uh, and I. Um, and I was doing an open spot at the Comedy Store, and I did five minutes of my silly one-liners, and Boothby was there, and he said to his management company when he was about to do a tour of student unions that he'd like me to um, support him. And so that was right. the point at which I thought, all oh, right, okay, I was offered these 30 yeah. gigs. Maybe I'll give up this office job that I don't really care that much about anyway. So that was kind of, you know... And watching him... The thing about Boothby, which is was, which was brilliant, was that he would always walk on stage... Um, as though he was walking back for the encore. There was this confidence <laughs> yes. about Boothbush. It was just really wonderful to watch, because you just think, oh, he, just, he just would sort of swagger on, yeah. like he was coming back, having stormed it for an hour. But it was <laughs> how he started, you know. It was brilliant.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Is, I mean, there's so much about confidence, mm. even if you're playing a low, a low, you know, a low. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a low esteem character. That's not the right word. Uh, low the, status. A low status character. The, you know, you need the, they need the confidence, especially if you're in low status really, because people are more scared. I'm not doing one now. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're right. But also doing lots of silly. But normally, silly comedians are low status. Yeah. And you have to, but you're right, you have to, there has to be a certain amount of front in it. Yeah. So, although it's very silly and sort of throwaway, you've got to look like you do believe it yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, the audience won't. It's, it's a little bit of a kind of tightrope. The audience, once they're all on board with the world of silly, then it's great. But, you know, if they think, mm, I'm not going for this, then you're in trouble. Yeah. And then you really are just a bloke reading out words, and that's terrible. <laughs>
0: So um, I'll, I'll, we're going to um, we're going to uh, look at some of your your favorite well, some of your favorite choices of uh, comedy in yes, so of different Yes, and I fields. just say
2: on the subject of the yeah. because although these are uh, the, 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 the 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 title is top comedy moments. Yeah. They're not necessarily my top ten favorite comedy moments ever. I say that because there's two sketches in which I'm in, and I don't want you to think. <laughs> I don't want you to think that I've chosen these like the guy who went on Desert Island Disc and, and chose six of his own compositions. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's more that they mean something to me, I suppose. Good. Yeah.
0: I thought we'd start by me choosing. And they are funny, hopefully. Me, me choosing my favourite Tim Vine comedy moments. Oh, okay. We're not going to see these because I haven't prepped anyone with this. Right. Uh, we used to. There's a couple of years where I, we, our Edinburgh Fringe shows were back to back, weren't there? So I thought I'd. Yes, luckily I was the one facing the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i did see a lot of your edinburgh shows and, and i saw that one of the shows three or four times it was very enjoyable but my favorite edinburgh moment of yours is when you did not come to the edinburgh fringe no offense <laughs> but the, one of the greatest things that's ever happened to the edinburgh fringe there was a year you didn't come to the edinburgh fringe yes and there was a big billboard at the bottom of cowgate which everyone walks past at some point during the festival and you mm booked that billboard for yes. the entire run of the festival, put a massive poster of you going going and saying Tim Vine is not appearing at this year's friend. <laughs> and however much that cost you, I'm sure it's less than the price of doing an Edinburgh show. It was four grand. Was it much less than the cost of doing an Edinburgh show yeah. and got you, I'm sure, more work and more publicity than if you'd Well it's uh, yeah, I mean it was
2: a lot less work than getting a show together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you are right, it's something that people mention to me more than, you know...
0: Yeah, it was fantastic, and it was one of those things, you walk past it, you know, at least once a day, and it would make <laughs> you laugh every day, and, and, in the, and during the Edinburgh Fringe, that is a, a, a tonic as well, because everyone, especially comedians are very depressed, and I think, especially during that time, uh, and... I think one of the greatest routines that anyone has ever done on stage, and we, I, I, I would ask you to do it now, but um, it might take some time, It is pen behind the ear, which, if people haven't seen it, do Google it and do watch it. It's phenomenal. I've never actually seen it live. Have you not? No, I think oh, right. I've only seen it on, on DVD. DVD. You know, you're setting it up as though we're yeah. now suddenly <laughs> going to put the music... I haven't got the music.
2: I haven't got a box of pens. <laughs> you just have to imagine how great it, it could be. It's a man throwing pens and, and, until one of them goes behind his ear. Yeah, I throw... A, and uh, they sort of, you know, one, of, one eventually lands behind my yeah. ear.
0: Now, can I, can I ask some uh, behind-the-scenes questions about you this thing? You can, yes. You don't have to answer. No. Do you... You must have to deliberately miss for the first three or you know first ten or twenty times, or has it ever happened that you've you've done it in one? It's there's a there's a it's not
2: quite as simple as deliberately missing. Um, <laughs> it's more than I know. It doesn't matter too much if it doesn't land yeah. early, so there's not a lot of desperate trying but the the problem is the the arm gets into a bit of a muscle memory and yeah. when when you then when you find you know you might it may land and then then fall off and it gets a big oh from the audience you know and, and and you think oh that's great and then later on you're thinking god what I do for another one of those you know <laughs> and you, and you're there throwing these things, and they go, and, and sometimes you're not even, not even close anymore. And then, I, then I, you know, I, I sometimes get worried. And, and so what's, the, what's the longest it's taken? Well, to... the piece of music is 45 seconds long, and yeah. the longest I've done is eight times around the music. <laughs> but I know it sounds ridiculous, but it actually is, um, the, the thing that takes the pressure off is knowing that I really am not going to, I'm not going to walk away from this. Right. <laughs> So that, in that sense, you feel like, well, it's good, It will happen eventually. Yeah. So if it will happen eventually, then what's to worry about? I mean, it's about
0: three weeks. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I think it was in Australia actually that the eight eight ones, because at the time I, the audience didn't really like me anyway. So it was compounded yeah. by the fact, that, oh, he's doing something different yeah. from his terrible jokes now. He's throwing a <laughs> pen at his head over and over again, and so, and even when it landed, I think they were just they just yeah. had really had had enough of me. <laughs> Plus, you're upside down,
0: so it must have been falling out all the time. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, I dare, like that. How dare you groan at me <laughs> when Tim Vine is on the stage? <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's have those. Are, well, those are my two favourites. But the, 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 I have to say, the the, the gags uh, that you do are phenomenal. Um, right. So, and and the and the songs and the one man show. The, 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 those those old Edinburgh shows, especially, uh, were we're just very inventive and had a little team of. Gang, didn't you? When did fun. you?
2: When did you last do? Because you've stopped, stopped for a bit. I, mean, I, did, did,
0: I, I I've only I did um, uh, one, a couple. I did uh, oh frig, I'm fifty, which was uh, two, when we, the same year we turned fifty in 2017.
4: Right, so I, I didn't do last sure year. In but I've, I've only person.
0: done one in the last four. But I'd done all the previous eleven or twelve, and then right, wow, and then a couple of years. Well, there's a couple of years I missed at the beginning. Of the when time. were we this back to back? I think thing. it was 90. Four ninety five, that sort of thing. Uh, ninety five. Yeah. I wasn't there. Ninety four. Okay.
2: So you were doing that the lean. Me. You
0: were doing the lean. Oh yeah, yeah. Lean. You got
2: a lean da, da, to the left.
0: Yeah, uh, etc. Yeah, but it's... that's why that didn't make my list of Tim yeah. Vine favourite. It was good though. Um, you've got to see in context. So let's start looking. I just see, where see how we're doing. With time. Yeah, I know what you mean. We're all right. It's okay. In fact, we're, okay. we've talked for too long. It's been joy- joyful. Uh, your first clip, and this is... Yes. I'm, I'm surprised to say this, because I'm a big fan of Peter Sellers, but I've not seen the party, and this is...
2: Well, I thought we'd go straight in with something totally uh, non-controversial. <laughs> Peter Sellers blacked up as uh, an Indian. Yeah. LAUGHTER um, not something that would be that someone would do now, but P- Peter Sellers is it, this film apparently. The party is a very funny film. If you haven't seen the party, it is absolutely brilliant. Um, but um, apparently, it was inspired by his love of silent films. Some of these things that I've chosen, I've had a, a, a little bit of in the back of my mind thinking this is a slapstick comedy yeah. festival, so I didn't want to choose 10 clips of stand up. Um, so, it, his love of silent films made him want to do something like that sort of thing and so apparently they, they worked out quite a lot of what went on in this film which is basically this this guy who ends up at a party that he sh- wasn't really invited to um, Peter Sellers and, um, and stuff happens which is mainly him doing great sort of physical things this always used to make me laugh as a child it still makes me laugh now um, and uh, it's, uh, it's simply a, a, a moment from that party
0: OK shall we have a, let's have a look at the first clip Exciting. <laughs> very good.
2: Yeah, were you a big fan of Peter Sellers? Yeah, very up? much so. Yeah, and and um, my dad. I'm mean, sadly, I lost my dad last year. My dad was a very big influence on all my sort of comedy growing up and stuff. And we used to love the Pink Panther and yeah. um, and uh, Clouseau and um, A Shot in the Dark, being a fantastic film as well. With yeah. lots of that physical stuff, where where it's really you know, in the wrong hands, I suppose, it it just wouldn't work. But him sort of, you know, falling over with snooker cues and, yeah, and stuff Steve, going on. in and...
0: Steve Martin's hands, it didn't work. Well, well Steve Martin, <laughs> well, in The Jerk, it worked, but... Uh, yeah, no, but Glusay, yeah,
2: didn't he? Oh, I never saw that, actually. No, I never saw him do Bilko either, which may be also... Uh,
0: yes, he did. He did have, make a little habit of... Treading on the graves, <laughs> the graves. I suppose so. You're saying <laughs> let's this. Not be, let's <laughs> not be mean. Let's not be mean. Uh, but but uh, no, I loved Peter Sellers. Yeah, and, it, um, it was interesting because that was again. I, it feels like there wasn't as much uh, content in those days for a young comedy fan. That things came along, and, mm. the, and the, the the Pink Panther films, especially, which are more, more of our John mm. Wood were. Were like a massive deal, weren't they? Were, yeah, did, yeah. Did you go back and listen to the Goons and stuff as well? Yeah, oh, yeah. I love the Goons.
2: Yeah, and in, in fact, my again, my dad used to used to often quote uh, the Goons. You know, uh, three times world well, trouser champion and all that sort of thing. Um, Harry Seacom and just and, and Spike Milligan, obviously, just just lots of that, just that utter madness of yeah. uh, craziness of the Goons and stuff. Um, so that that style of comedy, which and the stuff from the Goons, that sort of sense of the comedy from the goons was is brought into the Pink Panther films by Peter Sellers um, to a degree and um, you know I also love all those those clips from Middle will Be right in the Night when when He used to be there with Diane Cannon, and he'd be going, "I want a room," and she's going, "A room?" And then she just, she just finding him hilariously funny. She can't sort of, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. Just you know, and he's going, "No, no, you'll be fine. You'll be." It's just, just that whole thing of him just being hilariously funny, and everyone just cracking up around him the whole time.
0: Yeah. And He's a it, he, man, he was very funny,
2: man. Yeah, was a it, genius, wasn't
0: he? It was, uh, do you remember? It was one of the first times someone died that I was like, you know, massively into. And I was quite, mm. we were quite young when he died. I guess we, you and I are born in the same year, as I've said. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was on. He holi- was in a hotel, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I was on holiday in France at the time, and I and I, and I kind what of. What year I, was it? <sighs> it? Must have been there. Hey, anyone? anyone? Nineteen eighty. Yeah, I was going to say early eighties. It was nineteen eighty.
2: Nineteen eighty. Was that not the same year that? Or was it? I was going to say. When was John Lennon?
0: John Lennon was also. Lennon, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a year. Yeah. Blimey. Crikey. Ah, I thought this was a night of comedy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else died that year?
0: <laughs> Hattie, Hattie Oh, oh. Fuck, it was a terrible year. A terrible year. I didn't even know
2: we'd lost her. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, she was great as well. Sykes. Oh God! I mean, this yeah. is why you can't you can't really make a, no, of a list of just ten things. I think generally, if you're a fan of comedy, you probably like most comedians. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably probably if you you're looking for the fun and stuff, it's probably most. It's much. It'd be a much shorter list to say Tim's. Her least favourite. <laughs>
0: Could have done that, but it's interesting because that's an interesting thing. Because I think for some comedy fans, the, your your interests narrow, and then they they say I only like this person, and anyone else well, is terrible. Well, they do. Well, that's not me. And, and a, think... lot, a lot of comedians are like that as well. I think. A lot of you think? Oh, comedians I I'm a big fan of all kinds of comedy. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's quite yeah. rare because i think a lot of comedians don't like to not a lot but some don't like to other people getting the laughs or don't like to laugh at other people I think,
2: well i listen you go for it um <laughs>
0: Don't they? You mean well? I think you know they or they or well, they don't even or, like to watch. Or they so they know so much about it that they sit there and sort of observe it and go mm, rather than yes, laugh. but I'm a laugher still I still enjoy.
2: Yeah, but know? do you know what? That's the that funny thing on, on the the circuit when you're doing loads of comedy clubs, isn't it? When you when you have that thing of there are some acts where you just it's, you're always a punter watching them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You watch them and and there's some. So your your favourite ones, you watch them and you roar with laughter every time. Yeah. And then the others you can see are brilliant, and you appreciate what they do, but it's, it doesn't tickle you in quite the sure. same way. But the ones who you who you love, you think, oh great, you know, Noel James is on or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah. whoever, and then you just laugh your head off, you know.
0: Yeah, terrific. And so let's move on. I, this is a film I do know, and I was quite obsessed with this. <laughs> Film, presumably it's the same one. There might be two, but um, uh, Top Secret, which is yes. the Zucker brothers. Pretty befo- is it after Airplane or just is, was it the follow-up to Airplane? Well,
2: that's a very good question, and, and there'll be people who know the answer. To that. <laughs> it was, was
0: after it? Airplane, wasn't it?
2: After yeah. was it? Do you know what I think? One of the main problems with this uh, film is I think it's. I think in many ways it's better than Airplane. I think Top Secret is a really dull name for it.
0: Yeah.
2: I think they should have come up with a better name for the film. Weirdly.
0: Yes. Well, I remember I saw this one with my brother, which is a, unusually... I, went I think to, I went saw it with to, my brother yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, with my brother. Yeah, with your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, he loved it. Uh, and yeah, it was, and it, it was a bit of an undiscovered gem, I think. And there's, there's yeah. a lot of brilliant sight gags, especially in this.
2: Loads of great
0: stuff. And you know the,
2: the opening scene... Do you know the film Top Secret? Of course, Great. The, um, You know the opening scene where there's a sort of Beach Boys style um, music video? Yes. And they're, it's basically saying, you know, um, girls who like um, surfing and 12 bore. So it's like, um, it shows all these girls running down a beach with, with rifles and they're shooting things while surfing. It's a slightly yes. strange combination, but it's very funny. <laughs> um, where do you think that was filmed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I do not know. Anyone? Western Superman, they've gone very parochial here. Oh. That's the only, that's the only well, bit it's... of sea we know around here. I mean, it's an estuary, really, but it's the closest we got.
2: If you've seen the film, I was, I was hoping you would have guessed somewhere in America. But anyway, having said Western Superman, it's no longer that interesting that it was filmed <laughs> in Newquay. <laughs> But anyhow, and it's the best bit of work. Val, believe it or not, the star is Val Kilmer. Yes. It's the best thing he ever did, in my view. He's he is brilliant in it, and um, Omar Sharif is in it, very very good in it as well, hilarious. Um, Peter the, Cushing's in it.
0: The guy who plays the sort of handsome guy from, oh the blonde guy, is now I bumped into him and he's now he works as an uh, as a, an agent for other actors now. Who's you know, that? I don't I can't remember his name, but you know he's a nice guy. <laughs> anyway let's oh no there's no time to tell you his name because we have oh, to right okay. of course i know it we have anyway, to look at you were, the...
2: you were right to talk about sight gags as with airplane lots of brilliant sight gags yeah. this is full of lots, and, lots of... and this is a point at the film when i remember just being in you just fully into laughing at these sight gags one of the other and i think this is just so clever this and brilliant and i love the amount of work that has gone into this um, little um, visual trick
0: <laughs> very good
2: yeah so I remember you know the whole the thing when Airplane first came out which yeah. was the first of those type of films that, that I that I saw with Leslie Nielsen <clears throat> and just all that you know um, don't call me Shirley stuff I just I just thought it was just completely up my alley all of it I just yeah. thought it was wonderful Incredible. fantastic
0: did you ever see Kentucky Fried Movie which was a slightly uh, no I haven't it was haven't. more of a sketch thing it was slightly saucy right was some I think I've seen a trailer. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was the first X film I ever saw. I saw it in a double bill in the Wells Odeon. Um, in what with, year uh, would that be? That would have been... I was too young to go. got going to say. Uh, <laughs> I was about 14. Right. Uh, and the, it was a double bill with the other Cinderella, which was a softcore porn version of wow. Cinderella. And the, the, my favorite, definitely two different lists of films <laughs> people are making. Uh, and my favorite thing, uh, there was lots of favorite things about the other Cinderella, but uh, watching it in Wells with a probably it's a probably like a scene in the Life of Brian where everyone had gone in saying, "Yes, I'm over eighteen. I'm over 18. So I th- I probably a, a whole an audience of fifteen year olds at one point, uh, just a voice at the back shouted out, "Pert nipples," uh, which. Um, so, uh, stayed with me to this day. That's that's sure. the main thing. <laughs> but uh, there's some good stuff in Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah, I must look at them. have <laughs> yeah, do, do have a look. Um, but, you know, it is that those guys are incredible, and there's been so many sort of uh, bad copies of of Airplane or attempts to do Airplane yeah, and the Zucker Brothers stuff. Some of them by the Zucker Brothers or themselves. Yeah,
2: and it's a it's a, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because because of, of, films are are supposed to be, I guess, you know, they've got to be an hour and a half kind Of minimum or hour and 20 or something, yeah. So at times, you know, it's it's a, it's a great skill to be able to make that sort of comedy uh, have a story working as well, yes, because you could run out of steam quite yeah. quickly otherwise. Um, but it really works in top secret <clears throat> and obviously in airplane, I think it works in airplane too, but then slightly it looks a little bit l- slightly less in airplane too,
3: yeah,
2: but um. But, I mean, a lot of those films, you you can dip in and watch ten minutes of them, can't you? you yeah, yeah, But was it, what ones, the the ones, um, the, the air, things like um, Police... Police Squad, I yeah. I didn't really... I wasn't, Did you know, oh, I
0: loved I, the TV I, series Police Squad was... Oh, I awesome. Police Squad, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, I completely loved Naked that. Naked Gun was, I was the, the Yeah, yeah, TV brilliant. The, the, no,
2: I was trying to think of the, what's the, Police Academy. Oh, Police Academy, yeah. Yeah, where they sort of were trying to do the kind of, the, that sort of, the jokey thing as well, but... Um, but no, Police Squad. If you've not seen Police Squad, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all these things. But Police Squad is a, is a fantastic series. Well,
0: they're dense with. I mean, I was talking to the goodies earlier, and I'm showing off. Uh, and they, they, their, their shows were dense with jokes. But I think mm. that even more so, the Zucker Brothers' stuff is so. You know, you you can watch it ten times and see new and
2: see games. new things. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. So they put little things in that, that they that they feel like you know you almost feel like just for them.
0: Yeah. You think, Oh look, look at that there and
2: all that, you know. So yeah.
0: Oh, I must watch yeah. Top Secret again. I've I've missed that. So um
2: another, my, another one of my favorite lines from Top Secret is when he's he's um he he gets a, a call, the German commandant, and he goes, uh, how is the prisoner? And he goes, well, well let me know if there's any change in his condition and he hangs up like that. And the bloke goes, How is he? He goes, he's dead <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Sandy Powell is the next choice. Yes. Now,
2: I don't know an enormous amount about Sandy Powell, um, but I do love the. Um, uh, he, this is him doing a, a crappy kind of um, ventriloquist uh, act. Um, it's got huge charm of the. Of the I mean, he's a, clearly, he's an extremely funny man. But uh, there's just something about this clip. I've always loved it, and um, and I just th- it's him. It's just he's obviously got. Very funny bones. I think the woman in it is his wife in real life. Um, and uh, yeah, well, watch it. You'll see what okay. I mean. It's very funny. Let's
5: see. All right, all right. Dad. Now, tell me, tell me, my little man, how are you this evening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in a minute <clears throat> he says he's very well <laughs> so you're very well are you <clears throat> and tell me have you any brothers and sisters I've not dreamed of here I say I saw your lips Move there. You mind your own business. Well, I did. I was only signing. My own flesh and blood. Now, don't. Don't interfere, please. Every man to his own trade. I'm talking to my little friend. Now, tell me, Sonny. Was your father a soldier? Oh, no. He was a (laughs) clusterfuck. Yes, I don't eat meat either. And when he joined the army, I've been mean, wrong I said, I don't eat meat either. Meat? No. We're not talking about meat. We're talking about his father. I oh, no. I... Well, he said his father was a
3: vegetarian.
5: No, no. What he said. <laughs> no. I was here and I can prove Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I think I've given the game away. No, he he said his father was a Presbyterian. Oh, did he? I'm nearer to him than you are. (laughs) Well, what's the difference between a vegetarian and a Presbyterian. Well, a vegetarian, of course, they don't eat meat. No. But his father, a Presbyterian, that's his belief. Oh, I see. And what are you? I'm a ventriloquist. (laughs) That's your
3: belief. (laughs)
0: I love that she was just really laughing all the way through wasn't yes the time, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. really enjoying themselves I enjoy- yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and i i mean i I keep meaning to look see you know find out a bit more about Sandy because I really don't know that much about him really but but um it's just very very charming it, It's, it's, he's obviously a very funny man it's, I just love that sort of it's um He's, he's, is that being deliberately rubbish at something, and yeah. you know, it's very charming, very, very funny.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about Sandy Powell, so there we are. Does anyone know anything <laughs> about Sandy Powell? <laughs> I know uh, he did a sketch with the ventriloquist dummy. That's so, all oh, right, I know that much about him. Have
2: you seen that new ventriloquist website? It's on Gubbly Gubbly Gobbly. gobbly, gobbly, gobbly. <laughs> Oh gee. incidentally, yeah. when's the there's this singing nun coming on? It says it says musical accompaniment nun it says here. <laughs>
0: Oh dearie me! Were you on Neighbours, Tim? Were you on Neighbours? Was I on Neighbours? Yeah, it says on it says on Wikipedia you're on Neighbours.
2: Well, I, I had a, a, like a cameo. Did you? Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a cameo actually because they didn't know who I was. So <laughs> it was like a it was a a part where I was just outside Lassiter's. Yeah. Asking directions. Okay. What happened was I I was doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival and I said to my agent as a bit of a joke actually, see if you can get me on Neighbours and. He, he knew someone who worked at Fremantle or something, which is yeah. connected to that. And because they got a call from Fremantle, I think they must have thought I was some sort of huge star that, you know, <laughs> okay. you must put him on, whoever this guy is. So they they said, well, you know, you can either be doing your act in Lasseter's or, or uh, you can ask directions. And I said, I'd like to ask directions, please.
0: Mm, good. Yeah. That so it was,
2: it was the moment my uh, acting career peaked.
0: Yeah. Do-do <laughs> love acting. What generation of uh, Neighbours also was that in the 2000s? Oh, I didn't recognise anybody there. No. no. It was,
2: uh, in fact, there were two people arguing about the newspaper. It was, just, it was like they came out of this room going, well, I told you this, and I... Da, da, <laughs> yeah. da, in American accents, weirdly. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and, and then I asked directions. So it's all very confusing. <laughs> But it was sunny and it was magical. I thought, yeah. what am I doing here?
0: So they didn't know who you were. You didn't know who they were. It no. might not have even been neighbours. It might just it have, been, have you been. Might just been having an argument in a bar.
2: That's true, actually.
0: <laughs> Let's look at your next uh, yes. clip, which is a uh, Dean Martin Roast.
2: Yes. Now, I love Dean Martin anyway, but this isn't really about Dean Martin. This is about a guy called Foster Brooks. I don't know whether you've seen Foster Brooks. But he basically, in, in a sense, he has one one joke and the joke is he's pretending to be drunk but it is so so funny i mean it is it's one of my favorite uh, comedy clips this would be in my top 10 ever funny uh, clips but um <clears throat> i also love the whole glamour of the 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 70s thing at one point at the very end of the clip you see um jack Klugman. he was quincy sitting there laughing and um and throughout you know um uh, Dean Martin's there with a the cigarette, you know, like this, laughing away. and it's, I, I love that whole sort of the, the thing around it, but mostly I, it's, it's Foster Brooks who is just so, so funny, you know. OK,
0: let's have a look at that one.
2: Our next speaker <laughs> has never met Don Rickles.
6: Oh, that's a lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he asked especially if he could come here tonight just to pay tribute to him. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Mr. Foster Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> thank you very thank you very much. As <laughs> <laughs> the important and gentlemen just told you. I have never met Don Rickle. In fact, he's probably wondering what I'm doing here. He has never even seen, never even seen. He has never seen me before. Mr. Reckles, you and I do have an indirectly relationship. You see, I'm fooling around with your wife. See, we do we do have something in common. I hope you understand, Don, that we we've tried to keep us very very discreet. So don't tell anybody, will you? My wife would be furious if she found out. I must compliment you on your spouse, Mrs. Mrs. Pickles. I say that because she's a real dilly. And I must also admit you have a very lo- a very lovely home. Incidentally you're out of scotch. If you, if you happen to think I would p- pick up some pretzels,
5: <laughs> I'd be saying. <saved. laughs>
2: I love that thing that, that that's, uh, it reminds me a bit of um, although a totally uh, different thing, Norman Collier, who I could have easily have chosen a clip from as well. Sure. Who 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 um who has the thing with the the mic going off, you know the, uh, uh, that thing, um, which is, you know, it's sort of one, it's such a clever thing and it's, but it's one thing but it's just yeah. it's. And I was lucky enough to, to do a gig with him once and, um, and watch him doing that live and it just each time he does it it doesn't, it doesn't get any less funny each time so it, it's you know, it's great having if, you could, if you've got something like that in your armoury
0: yeah. you can just keep doing the same thing over and over again pen behind the ear that's why so you could just be <laughs> well, the, pen behind, the pen behind the ear guy forget everything else
2: well I mean you have to remember that that's really there's a big cheer at the end is, is, is partially relief <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's move on. Um, oh, this is uh, this is uh, uh, someone we both know and you've worked with, uh, Jim Tavare.
2: Yeah, well, I chose this one partly for uh, sentimental reasons. My dad thought this was a hilarious sketch, and um, and I've thought it thought it was hilarious as well, and still do. Um, but um, I am actually in this sketch myself. Just at the very end, I walk on as just the back of my head. But essentially, it's uh, um, uh, Jim. Uh, running through ridiculous uh, um, names for places. Um, isn't, the sketches don't really need. Imagine a sketch show where someone had to introduce each sketch, which I'm doing. <laughs> the
0: idea of this sketch. It's, exactly. Yeah. The idea of this sketch is,
2: uh, I mean, how to completely kill a moment. So
0: this is from um, this is from the sketch show that you were that you were in with Jim. Yes, I
2: was. It was it was called a sketch show and um, it was on ITV. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I should have brought some pastels with me. I love painting. <laughs>
0: You know, I suspect that he's been putting on the cough all the way through, just so... Well, no, actually, I have got some pastels with me, so I will... (laughs) Have a pastel
2: during this clip. Yes, that's a good idea. That's a better use of the time, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But as I say, there's... There was with... uh, The the sketch show was with uh, myself, Lee Mack, who I eventually did uh, Not Going Out With, um, Ronnie Ancona, and Karen Taylor, and Jim Tavray. So that was the five of us. And um, we did two series of it, and... It, was, uh, it did very well in Australia, actually. It didn't do much over here. It sort of sank without a trace a bit. They moved it around a bit and then just went off. But, but it was a, uh, I, I watched this and I remember that my dad loved this. And uh, so it has that extra um, thing attached to it. But I think it's very funny.
0: OK, let's have a look at Jim Taffray.
4: Just have the pastels. Have a pastel, quick. It's started. OK, we leave our camp here at Limpopo, following the Nanganga Road as far as the Talifu Bridge over the river Wampoli, where we'll cross into the village of Mastuto and be met by a He Hocken guide who will lead us through the Chaka Chaka He He Mei jungle across Sembadibi, where we'll camp under the Puck Pucka may may tree. <laughs> on the outskirts of the Dengue dongde donga. At dawn next day, we take the kakache hike, Kakahoodoo doodle trail, as far as Pudu de Park, arriving at Farhe Bom Bom Kete May Gorge at eleven hundred hours thirty.
3: <laughs>
4: You're late, Vine. Just for you. We leave our camp here. <laughs> and here.
0: <laughs> lovely, lovely... Lovely Jim Tavare, who used to do an actor with a double bass. He
2: did, if you remember. He, he was um, um, extremely... it was very well established on the... Uh, the comedy circuit probably when you and I started yeah, he, was he was one of the six formers in existence wasn't yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah so he was um, and he was always did all the you know the big clubs always stormed it had a fantastic act with a double bass mean, um, now is this fantastic
3: <laughs> now,
2: he now uh, I went to the sweet shop by the way I said do you do Twix he said I'm quite good at juggling <laughs>
0: <clears throat> but he now. It's better uh, with a pastel in your mouth. It that is joke a as well, it. As You should always have a pastel in your mouth when you do that one. <coughs> well, I said,
2: "Can you give me some dark chocolate?" He gave me a curly whirly and turned the lights off. <laughs> anyway, Jim now lives in Los Angeles, yeah. does not he? <coughs> and um, I'm glad to say he's in good health now because he was in a very bad car um, right, yeah. crash wasn't he, last year or a year before. So, so it's great that he's. Uh, um, recovering and still doing it.
0: He's done a great show about. Uh, yes, yeah, so did you do is it? That was that, that was a lot. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. Uh, yeah. I've seen great reviews of it, and it's it's called uh, from Pan to bedpan or vice versa. Yeah, something yeah, something like that. And yeah. it's uh, yeah, he had he was a, a horrific car accident. So He's very, yeah. very very very. He's very
2: lucky. Yeah, yeah, very. Lucky. So, uh, but we always had a, 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 me and Jim used to. I, I used to enjoy just hanging out with him anyway on the, on the. the the, during the days of filming the sketch show. He's just a very funny person to hang around with. Yeah, He's very
0: funny. He's in Harry Potter? He is, played, isn't he is, Yeah, What the... is he playing Harry Potter? I want to say he's the bus conductor or bus driver. Anyone correct me on that? Innkeeper. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good no, how one few people correct <laughs> Just No, that's Lenny Henry. <laughs> the innkeeper. The innkeeper. He's the innkeeper at the gobbledygook... I don't really like Harry Potter that much I have to say so I, I'm not that much into it I played the Harry Potter Trivial Pursuits with my wife and her family How did you? Get they away? all really like Harry Potter I've really? never played Trivial Pursuit where I've done so badly <laughs> I literally knew
2: nothing and you can, have, you can have an entire Trivial Pursuit game on Harry Potter? yeah you
0: can are there enough questions? well apparently and they're all insane wow
2: yeah, I haven't so. got any Harry Potter jokes else this would be the moment it, it would be a
0: great moment yeah. to do it <laughs> Want to make one up? Uh, Let's see you in action. Let's see how. A...
3: <laughs>
0: so, uh, <clears throat> so I said to
2: Harry Potter. <laughs> well, it's a good setup for it, isn't it? Give me a. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and think of What to do next?
0: Have a think during this next clip. We're, yep. gonna, we're going to now go to Bilko.
2: Bilko. So it's uh... again. I was I was raised on Bilko. My dad used to wake me at. Um, there was a particular point when it was on BBC 2 I think at about midnight and he used to um, wake me up and say we're going to watch Bilko and I had this little black and white telly next to my bed and he'd sit on the edge of the bed I'd sort of prop myself up like that and kind of I think I would probably drift off a bit because it was quite he'd, he'd woken me up <laughs> and he'd sit there and watch thing. but I've um, I've always uh, loved Bilko I mean there's i mean, so many episodes there's still episodes I haven't seen because I think it was 160 episodes so I'd, I'd I need to keep ploughing through the box set, um, but one of the most famous episodes. This one probably is helped by having a little bit of an explanation. Um, if you, um, when I did slapstick festival a few years ago, I, I did a whole thing about why I love Bilko, and we presented two episodes, and one of them was this this episode where a monkey is accidentally enrolled into the U.S. Army. So this is just a short clip from the process where the monkey is in the system and Bilko is, has realised it and is panicking. is trying to get stop this monkey from becoming enrolled in the, in the army, which obviously would be a disaster. Um, and uh, he can't seem to get the whole process to stop. But anyway, you can see from this.
0: Have a look. <laughs> and I, was, I knew more about Top Cat than, than Bilko. Top Cat was... Yeah.
2: Well, Top Cat was based on Bilko, wasn't it? Yeah. And, um, and it used to... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but it used to have the titles Boss Cat, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. That was extra confusing, wasn't it? So it was Top Cat, and it was going Boss <laughs> Cat. As a child, you're just, well, I guess this is the way they do things. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the whole thing was based on... And, and I think the guy playing Benny was actually the guy who played Doberman... That oh, was it? ...in Bilko, yeah.
1: OK. Oh, uh, T.C.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: Hey, That's
0: the other one. I can do him a bit better, but
1: <laughs> hey, such. <Sarge. Yeah. clears throat>
0: and wasn't the Flintstones based on the Honeymooners? Is that the right? I, I never saw the Honeymooners. Oh,
2: I never saw the Honeymooners. No, no. And what right, about, about Scooby Doo? Comedy nerds. Oh, thanks. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> got one right,
2: did I? <laughs> Who was in the Honeymooners? Um... P- P- Jackie Gleason. Gleason.
0: Jackie Gleason. And uh, and. Um, Officer Simon <laughs> Harris, wasn't it? No, yes, good. Yeah, we, didn't yeah. here, did we? <clears throat> we didn't
3: have
0: it here, did we? So uh, let's just check. I just want to see yeah, sound yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got a nice Seventeen uh, fifty-seven. Yeah. We're meant to be at seventeen fifty-eight for Larry Grayson. All right. Well, I think I've time to do perfectly. a watch joke. Okay.
2: I went to the watch shop. I said, "I want to buy a watch." He said, "Analog." I said, "No, just the watch." <laughs> <laughs> That applause started at the back of the room, then got further away. How does that work? <laughs> Larry Grayson. Ah, now, Larry Grayson. Let me, I, I wanted to include Larry Grayson because I think he is, despite the fact that he was a household name and, he, and, and hosted the Generation Game, I think he's very underrated as a comedian. I, 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 when they used to do those... Uh, I was in one of those lists where they have top 100 comedians on Channel yeah. 4. And Larry Grayson was not in there at all, you know now, I suppose you could argue it's i suppose you know maybe someone like Bruce Forsyth wasn't in there as well, but Bruce Forsyth is a comedian, but he's also so much more than that as well, but I mean Bruce Forsyth is a complete legend he could be on this list as well um but what I love about Larry Grayson is it's it's just all that it's all the looks and stuff you know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, have to say, I was a, worried. I was worried about one of the goodies dying during the interview. I didn't. I thought. I thought I was safe with the relatively young Tim Vine. <laughs> oh, <Biden>. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, everyone. The, um, but um, no, it, it's all the.
2: It's all the, the. He used to do lots of that, those kind of look like that, and then just go like that. And the, it was just. It was just total, totally hilarious. You know the, And apparently, he used to come up with a lot of these non sequiturs that he'd say from when he was living in. in and there was a, a, a shared phone outside where he was living and he used to hear half of conversations right. and um, so he used to do things where he'd, he'd look at someone in the audience randomly and go thank you mother for the rabbit. Now <laughs> it was just, you know which is just very random He obviously heard someone say something like that on one end of a phone but I mean when you it's the, just the way he he does it well I, I, I found it quite hard to find a, a, a very specific part because there's, there's so many bits um, so it's is not so much a comedy moment, although I just love Larry Grayson. But there's, I, I could, you know, I, there's so much of his stuff I love, you know. So I mean, how would you? It's a bit like with Tommy Cooper or something. How would you bring it down to just one moment, you know, the, the, it's in his his act, in his hands? is just all it's Tommy. Yeah, yeah it's perfect, yeah. you know. So I I love Larry Grayson. Okay, and let's here's have a clip a, of him let's let's doing his look. thing.
1: Oh, dear, where's me out those steps? Oh, dear, I've gone all limp. How are you? I had a nice week. I still have to sit down. I've gone all giddy. You know. Well, I had a lovely week for the change, but last Friday, I was lying in bed, because I'm not an early riser, you know, and I was lying in bed, thinking to myself, I wonder when they'll revive the Maid of the Mountains, and I lay there. And then I thought... I'll get up and make myself a nice cup of tea and have a bit of Cracker Barrel. So,
3: <laughs>
1: I came downstairs and I sat there and, uh, and, and in, well, about ten minutes and there's a knock on my knocker. But <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting anyone. I said, come in. Well, it was Apricot Lil with her new teeth. <laughs> so she couldn't speak for two minutes and... Uh, <laughs> I said, sit down. And the rattling stopped. And she said... Uh, <laughs> she said, As, like Alice approached you. I said, many times. She said, no, she said, about this new keep fit class. I said, I've never heard of it. Well, she, she's got a new... Um, oh, dear. She said... Uh, <laughs> She is alive. She said, um, now, why don't you go and have a do at it? She said, you know, as Slack said, you could do it, you know, but to keep fit. So, well, you know me. You know, I'll try, eh? <laughs> I'll try anything once. <laughs> Twice if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean...
2: There's, there's a, they've released on the network DVD, they've released, he, he did, did a show called The Larry Grayson Show, and there's like two series of, I don't know, there's about 20 episodes there. Right, so and he comes out at the beginning and does this sort of monologue yeah. thing at the beginning of each one, and uh, I just love it. It's fantastic, really, really. I, I, as I say, I, there's something, it's a, the whole rhythm of it. Is, it's so original, that, that whole sort of, um, you know, he paints this little weird, world and it's all very camp and it's just it's just very very funny you know? It's
0: sort of bold as well isn't it because mm. it's a it's, there's those stand-ups who you know are, are ready with jokes and those stand-ups yeah. that in a way if you saw that written down you might go wait. Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's And also more well, real and, and
2: the thing the thing as was with a lot of um, the the comedians that we would have seen in the 70s um 70s particularly but going into the 80s was a lot of those people had had been doing their acts for 25 years before they were were properly given their own show on television. Now, I don't know about you, but I first went on television after about doing it for two years, which was really far too quick. But um, someone like Larry Grayson, his first TV appearance, he was in his 50s.
3: Um,
2: And uh, so he had been doing this act for a very, very long time, and it was very finely honed. He knew that if you put a group of people in front of him, he knew exactly how to make them laugh you yeah. know he would make them roar with laughter so so you know you like you say you if you read the thing on the page you might think oh, I'm not sure yeah. How does this, which is, you know, one of the problems with comedy a bit, isn't it? When you're trying to get things off the ground, people look at them and go, well, they hear their own voices doing the joke. Yeah. And that never works.
0: Well, I think it's also interesting that, you know, and and, uh, yes, similarly, me and Stu were on TV within sort of, we were 26 or 27, we'd been going for about four or five years. Which is great, isn't it? It's great, but also, I mean, but even now, it's even quicker than that for some people. Yeah, well, it's also changed a bit
2: now. It's very much a young person's thing, whereas in the the past, I think it was, uh, you were, I mean, the comics were were sort of 40s and 50s yeah. weren't they that was yeah. the age of comedians generally were that we yes. saw on television um, and then it kind of got with the alternative thing people got got younger and i think it's getting younger and younger all the time now yeah. it's like dark players they're getting better and better aren't they they're age about 13, they're brilliant aren't
0: they? <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's sort of i think that that point you make about the experience and working out what you're going to do and work out who you are because mm. i think it does take a while to Settle into yourself as a comedian, doesn't it? Really, I think, and, and know your and the persona is yeah. Because there's something
2: slightly, um, I think there was there's something tragic about being a comedian, but but when you <laughs> get a bit older. Um, I don't know, there's some extra layer in there blimey is he still doing it <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> which is sort of almost adds to the uh, yeah. humour of it you know?
0: well I think with, with me and Stephen we stopped we worked through our 20s basically together and stopped when we were pretty much 30 and I think we both felt even then it'll be funny again if we start doing it when we were 60 mm. and two men bickering at 60 is kind of funnier than mm. two men bickering when they're 30 really yeah, Markham, yeah. I mean it's more and Wise whatever but it's
2: well maybe it's, you should bring it back you're not it's, yeah. you know, yeah. another nine years and it's not
0: too far off <laughs> He'll never survive. Uh, so, uh, he's never... Have you seen him? Um, who's going to go first? That's the question. Well... Can't wait to laugh. Me, at I think. He <laughs> might be... Um, let's move on. Another, it's another sketch show sketch. <coughs> oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. yes.
2: Okay. Now, in this one. I'm in this one. Um... But this is uh, it was a sketch that Lee Matt wrote, and it 's me and Lee, and we play uh, wrestlers and it was uh, particularly based on that thing that we all re- was a received thing that 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 wrestling was essentially fixed, and yes. you know it was all theater and stuff you know but, but whereas you know in in now we all know that whereas in the '70s there was <laughs> almost an argument about it wasn 't it about you know people would go now come on it 's all fixed, and some people would go no it 's not no it really isn 't you know, but um, anyway so that's the sketch is based around this but but it 's um uh, um, I'm not saying it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen ever, but for me, I, I, I enjoy watching it and it makes me laugh and, I, and it reminds me of a happy uh, time in my life.
0: Oh, excellent. Let's
4: have a look. <laughs> what the hell were you doing out there? What do you mean? You were supposed to be counting out in the fifth. You were supposed to get counted out. We agreed beforehand. We did not. We said that I almost get counted out in the fourth and then you actually get counted out. No, we didn't, you idiot. Don't call me an idiot. Or else what? I'll
2: smack you in the face. Idiot. Right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do that for? I warned you not to call me an idiot. There's no need for that, you pillock. Oh, pillock now, is it? Yeah, pillock an idiot. Right. (sighs) (sighs)
2: i be a lesson
4: to
0: you. I think you might have got away with not saying that was you in there. I think people might not have realised.
2: No, I, no, I had a, a luscious head of hair in those you did. days. Yeah. But yeah, so no, and um, Lee wrote a, a lot of things for the sketch show, and I wrote a few things as well. But 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 um, later on, when I was in not going out, I mean, he 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 his. His sort of appetite for writing and just is is incredible, and just the work that he does, i not going out. I mean, it's just it's I, I, he, I always think to myself that. He ought to have some sort of burnout, but he just keeps on going. He loves does. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Did it. you see the uh, the live episode of Christmas?
2: Yes, I did, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. And also, I I felt genuinely nervous for them because I thought, wow, we are really. It felt like watching. And when you watch the first take on the night of a record, where you, where you go, oh, yes, they've done it, great, we've got that one, you know. But you <laughs> yeah. think, well, actually, we're not going to. If it goes wrong, we're not going to stop. But it looked, uh, yeah, I don't think I could have done that.
0: <laughs> could you have <laughs> done the element song live? That was that was a very brave. Yes, yeah, indeed, <laughs> brave yeah. moment. Um, great. So oh, well, th- this uh, next clip uh, is, a, a, is a, another hero of uh, our generation, I think, mm. which is Kenny Everett. Yes. Um, Were you allowed to watch is it? Because I wasn't really allowed to w- watch well, ITV to begin with. It was ITV to begin with, and then he, then he skipped across well, the videos. As
2: long as your parents weren't in the room for hot gossip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think
2: generally you sort of got away with it but um it was the period of time that was that was beautiful about it was that it there were i don't know whether there were three channels or maybe four channels then i'm not sure but maybe just three then three, three i think yeah so <coughs> you would go into school the following day and your whole class we'd all seen the same thing and we all did think any ever at the night before you know and it's that that thing i mean barry Cryer of course is attached to the at Comedy Festival was right in the midst of it all and that's you know a wonderful thing to because he because kenny everett was just it's just brilliant it's just such a joie de vivre and i used to, used to love the fact in the early series there wasn't sort of a laughter track or, or there wasn't even an audience as a, a like a big right. studio audience even it yeah. was just like uh, like a group it was like the like the crew and you know like they gathered around like 15 people yeah and it was just, that made it all the more real and just, it was just brilliant. I loved it. Sure. Um, so, again, there's so many. I've trouble with the Kenny Everett thing. I think Network are releasing all the Kenny Everett uh, uh, shows, which will be great. Um, and if they'd <coughs> if they'd released that in time, I could have had a proper look and found uh, something. But this is one of the sketches I remember. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so we,
0: does it need any introduction? Let's not introduce it. No, I know. It's just terrible. Let it speak for itself. Sketch we'll talk about it afterwards and see what we thought. Let's have a look. Sorry about that, sir. Just had to do the opening.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, get on with it.
0: Here's the first sketch. <laughs>
3: Is that
5: the first sketch? Yes, sir. Oh, my
3: God. <laughs>
2: I mean the thing that he used to do with Sid Snot if you remember Sid Snot used to have the cigarettes and he'd try and throw them into his mouth Yes, that's a bit, uh, you know, I, probably you know, would be something that would be I would have received and yes. somehow come back out again as pen behind the ear you know, <laughs> just, you know um, that was, you know, it's it just brilliant he, he was, and also it's very, it's just very, very cool as well it wasn't quite like the other comedy that right. we'd seen up till then so it really we all bought into it at the age we saw it, which would have been I don't know, a I
0: suppose the DJ background is quite it came from a different background than mm. any of the, the other people who are working on telly at that Yeah, So yeah. he's in comedy.
2: Yeah. and so he was trying different things out visually and yeah. stuff as well. So it was uh,
0: yeah yeah no, that's great. And then Noel Edmonds took over the mantle of doing comedy on television. did he? Oh, with Mr. But, Blobby, and yeah, stuff. all that sort of stuff. I think I think I prefer Kenny Everett on balance.
2: I think if I could do that balance now, I would agree with you. <laughs> yes, uh, well, I think Noel Edmonds would agree with you as well. Then. Yeah,
0: I don't think he would. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we've got Lauren Hardy, mm. uh, and you've chosen something from Toad in the Hole. Well, everybody loves
2: Lauren Hardy, and this is a, a wonderful clip. I mean, again, you, you know, just so many amazing clips. It's just—it's all warm and hilarious and funny, and I love
0: them. Okay, let's let's have a look. Thanks. Very good. It's, it's hard to top them. I know it's just it's such a perfect double act in that mm. they're both so stupid but there's a there's a hierarchy to the stupidity yeah yeah um and, and so
2: and yet yeah, you yeah, and you root for them and everything and it's just yeah. you know and it, and it's um yeah well it it's it, then it has a great nostalgia with uh, you know if if you've been brought up watching all these things, you know then it and it doesn't, it doesn't age either, weirdly. It's sort of it's still funny, even yeah. though it's sort of it's black and white and it's, it's still... Well,
0: it's incredible. I think with comedy, it's very difficult, I think, for comedy to survive through the ages. So yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, usually 10 years is enough to, mm. to, you know, kill off a lot of things, just as tastes change. Oh, no, so no, I know it. That's Yeah, that's right, yeah. Years. yeah. But it's, well, you know, but it's, it's... Some things do survive, but not very much. And often you look back at something and go, why did people think that was funny? I mean, I look back... Mm. Like, for me, I look back a lot of that, that era of comedy and you go, okay, you know, it's not... There's a WC Fields uh, film on earlier here, and you go, okay, it could have taken half an hour out of that quite comfortably. <laughs> There's some great stuff in it, but you know, with Lauren and Hardy, it always feels kind mm. of the, the freshness to it. Yeah, no, I it's agree. Because the, it's the characters, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, now, have you seen Stan and Ollie yet? The uh, Steve. I
2: haven't. I'm one? definitely going to go and see it. I've heard great things about it, and yes, so I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Have you all seen that? Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Thank you. There speaks the uh, lovely. Uh, the voice of the audience. No.
0: Some of it filmed uh, down here, of course. Was it? Uh, yeah. I think, it was it here or was it one of the other theatres? Yeah. Was it? Hmm? Mm. Mm. Yeah, we're, very pre- we're very proud of it down here in Bristol.
2: Mm. Do you know, I said to my mum, I said, I, said, I want to buy a theatre. She said, are you having me on? I was I'll give an audition, but I can't promise you. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm glad you How are we doing for time? We're all right. <laughs> we're bang on. We're bang on. I mean, like, we're, you know, we could, it's eight, well...
2: Oh, we're under, are we? We
0: were meant to have just have started looking at that last clip, but I'm pretty pleased because we thought we'd That, come. that clip there? Yeah, 1817, yeah, yeah. Lauren but, Hardy. There's another one there. We've got to chat for five minutes and then, uh, hold on, the next one... There is one more clip. There is one more clip we've got to go through <coughs> and... Again,
2: slightly arrogantly. Is it slightly arrogantly? I'm in it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's more of a little tribute thing to my dad, really, because, as I say, you know, I think for for a lot of us boys, I think, you know, get a lot of our first first experiences of comedy from our dad being silly or showing us various things. And uh, the first joke I was ever told in this world was told to me by by my dad. And um, during... um, uh, a show i thought to myself was, was filming a dvd and i thought i'd bring him up and get him to retell that joke and i could okay. use it as a dvd extra
0: a lice yeah, good yeah. thinking yeah. it's heartwarming but also commercial and economic exactly it's well, both uh, those things <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. um but i mean it just it's it sort of uh, it's just my dad uh, telling a joke and um but you know seeing as he introduced me to bilko and all these other things i would say without my dad i probably wouldn't have, well, i wouldn't have the same sense of humor so okay
0: that's lovely. Let us have a look at Tim Vine's dad and Tim Vine.
2: Hey, I've got a good idea. Shall I get my dad up to tell a joke to you all? Yeah!
0: What a
2: great idea. Come on,
3: that's
2: a, that's a great idea. Right, that could, that could be an extra. I filmed it once before, but it would be, be fun to do it here. Let's hear, let's hear it from my dad! Here he is! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the stairs over there, here. Mr. Guy Vine, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. I can't move to the centre of the stage here. Right. The point about this is that my dad, the first joke I ever, ever heard was told to me by my dad, and he's now going to tell it to me. If you can remember it, can you remember? I didn't prime you. If, I, if I'd have told you this was coming up, you would have been a nervous wreck the entire evening. So here we go. This is the first joke I ever heard. He's, look, he's keen, he's keen. <laughs> so there's three rather deaf old ladies going down the road. <coughs> <That's it.
1: laughs> Pardon, very
2: good. good. Three rather deaf old ladies going down the road. The first one says, it's windy today. The second one said, no it's not, it's Thursday. And the third one
4: says, so am I. Let's go and have a cup of tea.
3: He did it!
5: Go
2: on! Oh, hang on. He wants to do the rest of his act. so fearful of doing that thing is if i start off instead of saying it's windy today i say it's wednesday today and it ruins the whole thing (laughs) oh great well that's good something good's come out of the encore that'll be an extra (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: Very nice. And presumably, he spent your brother's youth ringing him up and espousing ins- insane views to him, so that he could become a—that's uh, right. Yeah, he, yes, that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. he, he does look like you. He, he look- showed me Bilko, but he used to wake my brother up to watch the news.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He does look... He looks, a, he looks a lot like your brother. He does look like my brother, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. he was a
2: very naturally funny man. Yeah. He, he used to... You know, when he walked past the um, sundial in the garden, he'd always look at it and go, is that time." time? <laughs> yeah. so, so he sort of had a natural sort of dry humour yeah. about him. And one, I'll just tell you one other thing. That One time I went into the kitchen and he was, uh, he was holding two uh, jars of yoghurt, two uh, things of yoghurt, and I said, what are you doing? He said, I can't decide which one of these yoghurts to have, the, uh, the black cherry or the uh, peach melba. He said, "I know. I'll toss a coin." So he tossed a coin like that, and he looks at it. And he went, "Oh
0: no, it's Peach Melba." <laughs> <laughs> so
2: a very funny man. So you know, I got my sense of humour from him.
0: <laughs> I think it's nice. That's you know, the, it's the, that. I guess as a comedian and getting interested in comedy, you are. I mean, I was interested in comedy straight away. It was a lot to do with my. Uh, my grandfather, I think, right, who was, right. he was very influenced by Chaplin. Actually, although my other, looking at Laurel, I think my other granddad was very like Stan Laurel. But yeah, it's it's interesting how it's sort of Im- embedded in. Do you think it's innate? Do you think you would have been a comedian regardless? I mean, you can't say regardless of your father because your father is why you. I don't think you, I
2: would have. It's my I, I don't think I would have. No, I just I just yeah. I think I think you that that. Um, well, there's no way of knowing, is there? But um, I think I would have been a different person. So probably I wouldn't have been a comedian.
0: <laughs> it's difficult to say. But yeah, it is, you know, it's, it's having that love of... of I, I think it was, when I was talking to the goodies, I just sort of remembered... Times when you were just all watching the goodies as a family and all yeah, laughing, exactly. you know, and you and it doesn't happen very much anymore. I think with the, because no, families right. don't really watch things together
2: anymore, mm. do they? No. Well, I remember. I also remember my dad watching them, um, and, and again, people who, who uh, aficionados will be able to tell me the the answer to this. The the Buster Keaton film where he's on a boat and the rudder breaks and he ends up steering with his bum in the water, and I can't think what it is, but. I remember it was a Saturday afternoon and um, my dad and I, we just, I don't know how, I was about 10 or something, we just got some lunch, we'd stuck the telly on and that was on. And I just remember my dad with a little tray of food and he was just laughing. I like the fact that, you, that he was the sort of person who could turn on the telly, yeah. something was on and within like five minutes he's splitting his sides. <laughs> you know, he had a very simple sort of approach to, he wasn't a, a warrior, my dad. Um, so I just, that, that's, those sorts of memories are great, you know.
0: yeah. Great. Well, look, Tim, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks for battling through your... Well... (coughs) It's been really tough, but <laughs> but we made it. Um, and uh, yeah, fantastic choices and some stuff I knew and some stuff I didn't know. So thank you for introducing me to some new thank things. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to be getting your dad's uh, the DVD of the rest of your dad's act.
2: Yes, it's a lot watching, of stuff there. Watching yeah. that. Guy Vine live. <laughs> it's quite short, but it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause to Tim Vine. How fantastic!